no immediate danger, cold-blooded and slow. I repeat, no immediate danger, cold-blooded and slow. Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide here, and this is the Day Before I Head to Shop podcast. So your pre-shop podcast coming at you. Busy week, man. It's been crazy around here. Uh, filling up the meeting time. I think I'm booked almost every hour of the show. Uh, it's going to be nuts that coming up. A lot of things happening. A lot of changes taking place. Sort of like underlying systematic changes. But there's also a lot of new product and stuff. As many of you saw online, Sniper's Hide, YouTube, Facebook. I got the Zero Compromise Optic in my hand. We took it out immediately to shoot it. We had like a perfect storm. The, the zero compromise optic was like a day late. It was supposed to be here on Tuesday, got here Wednesday, little mess up with the UPS. And then um, we go and Thursday was like perfect weather and conditions. I'm like, I got to get to the range now. Friday, we had a crazy snowstorm. You know, that's kind of typical for us. It'll be nice the day before. The next day is a snowstorm. So I jump out as quick as I can on Thursday Take the, the scope out to the range. I brought a Schmidt with me. I brought my Heinsolt 3 to 26 with me. You know, guys want comparisons. I'm going to get into that in a minute. And I go through and do some basic tall target testing. I, I take a look at some stuff. I mount it up. I shoot it. Man, you guys got to look at the pictures. That Kadex in Sniper Gray. I have the Kadex Competition Light Sheepdog. The Sheepdog is a Damn, damn nice action. I'm, I'm going to sidestep here. I'm going Kadex right now. The Sheepdog is like really, really nice, man. It's like a crazy cool action. It's got a really short bolt throw. Um, super accurate. I, I I messed up a little bit. I put the zero comp. I took my um, Heinsolt apart. And the Heinsolt had like a 55 MOA rail on it. I have a spur mount, 36 millimeter. It has like 55 MOA. It's like an ELR rail, you know, like for 50. And um, so then I put the zero comp in it and then the sheepdogs got 20 minutes. So I got like 75 minutes, but it zeroed at like two, 300 yards. I think it was two or three. I forget which one, but it was like 0.5 from the bottom at like 200 yards, which is kind of the right dope for a six millimeter Creedmoor. And I was like, okay, so I just zeroed it up on target and, you know, on got it close to where I could see it. Everything was good. It wasn't that far off putting it on anyway. And I just took it straight to 800 and I filmed it. My time was short. I had a lot going on, a lot of, lot of stuff happening, like I said, with shot. So I take it and I, I film it and I'm at 800 yards. I'm like eating up that 0.2 truing plate just right out of the gate with this Kadex and stuff. I mean... That Kadex is a damn sharp rifle. Really, you know, I like the adjustability. I like everything. Bartland barrels of the 6mm Creedmoor. I'm using Factory Hornaday. Watch the video, man. It's not a lot on it, but it's sexy. You know what I mean? It's sexy. That Sniper Gray is sexy. It's gray and black. So, zero compromise. I take it over. And, um, like I said, we tall target test it. So I, I go do that. It's 100% dead on. I'm really digging all the stuff, the, the smart illumination. You know, the features are crazy. And because I know I'm going to mess it up a bit, I have the product catalog that came in the in the box. So I'm going to kind of give you a little background of what, uh, you know, what's going on. And, and, and it's going to get a little infomercially here only because it's such a new deal 
that it's it's going to be hard for me to kind of go, you know, and just wing it with you. But I, I, I recommend go to Sniper's Hide. There's like seven pages or something on the Zero Compromise. Then I put the first look video up. Go over to the hide if you got questions. And, and if your question is, gee, it's too expensive because right out of the gate, it's 3600 bucks. Zero compromise. Zero compromise. 3600 bucks. Okay, that's that's kind of what's going on. But I got this, the, the ZC 5 to 27, 527, right? And what that has is that's your 5 to 27 power. And I, I kind of like, you know, we don't have to go low, low on the low end anymore. A lot of guys, and especially military law enforcement and those things, they want that 3X. That's where all those 3 to 27s, all that stuff came in. They wanted that field of view on the low end. Then you start running into tunneling and all the other different things people complain about, you know, that that kind of stuff. But it, it it's one of those things where it, it's... I, I think five, six is like five is really the lowest that we need to be. Six is probably even a little bit better in, in we don't go that low anymore. There's really no reason other than, like I said, that field of view. And uh, I'm a little torn with that. Uh, it's, it's a good debate. It's uh, go on the comments, comment what you think about field of view from an LE military standpoint. I get it. I know where you're going with that, but from a long gun, I'm not quite sure I'm really tracking with that. So anyway, 5 to 27, good. 56 objective, 36 millimeter main tube. That's where, you know, you got to go with the rings. Right now, ring-wise, you got spur, you got arcs. Uh, I think it's tier one is the other, and there might be a fourth. But most are going with spur or the arc, arc rings. Uh, the other ones look pretty decent. They're, they're minimalist. Um, but they look like they're built pretty well. Nowadays, CNC machine, have travel, you know, will travel, that kind of stuff. Uh, rings are not that big if they're done well on a CNC. They're not that big a deal that way other than you want some beef to it. Those ones, uh, and they have them on the site. I, I'd like a little more material with something, a scope like that. But um, the spur and the arcs are, would be my guess to go there. So then they're 0.1 mils, uh, 35 usable mils of elevation. I talked to Jeff about that. Okay, I called Jeff the day after I got it, or the day I got it actually. Spent half hour, 45 minutes on the phone with him, going over the different stuff. And I'm like, hey man, 35 minus what you do, or is it a little more? And the thir- you're going to be, there's a little more, so you're zeroing, as long as you're not doing anything crazy zero-wise, you should be pretty darn much at 35. So 35 mils of elevation, and then you got 21 mils of windage, both windage and elevation locks in. Um, the windage doesn't have the zero stop, but uh, it, they, this is zero stop and locking turrets, okay? Uh, zero stop is preset, nothing to do. It's a simplistic scope. The nice thing is... It's not something, it's not trying to be something it's not. It's a good, well-made, excellent scope. And then I have the Impact 2 Reticle MPCT. I'm calling it the Impact 2 Reticle, which is the Christmas tree holdover. What I've been saying, if you guys listen to this podcast, you listen to Frank on the everyday schnapper. So, um... If you're listening to me, I, I talk about the holdover reticles and I, how I like the centers open, okay? I, I don't like the clutter being so tight against the bottom 
of the reticle. I want some room to see because most of the time, most of the time, I'm going to be dialed in, you know, into the middle. I'm going to be in that sweet third. You know what I mean? The sweet third. And so I'm going to be up there. Holdovers are, you know, got to have it now, field expedient. They're, they're, they're not, you know, given time and opportunity, I want to dial. If I don't have time and opportunity, I'm going to hold. Okay, so there's a difference. But what they did is they left the center two mils open. Love it. Two mils open. And then you have a full mill in between where everything is open and the Christmas tree down. They didn't try to jam as much shit as physically possible in between the hash marks and lines. Okay, why do we have to jam so much fucking shit in between the hash marks and lines? You cannot see and line up over you. You, I mean, I do this, man. Here's how I do it. Okay, I take my windage, I slide over. This is this is a plain old P3 mil dot reticle. Plain old reticle. Got to hold wind, and then I'm going to hold elevation, okay? So I go to my reticle, and I slide the windage over. So say I need two and a half mils of wind. I'm going to slide over two and a half mils in windage. I'm still on the main crosshair. Then I got to hold two and a half mils over the target, well, then I'm going to slide up and, and watch that go up two and a half mils. And all I have to do is go over a little bit and line it up right there. Yes, you're in space a bit, but you have reference. Now, let's reduce that. If we're only a little bit off, one mil or so, it's not that big a deal. You could see it. You don't need 100 million reference points to confuse the brain. We like defined centers, okay? We like defined centers. We don't like grids as far as our brain is concerned. Yes, grids are helpful. Grids work, but our brain doesn't like it because it wants a pick a point. And what you're doing is you're saying to the brain, there's 100 points. Where do you want to go? Well, if one of them stands out more than the other, it's going to go there. But when you're just kind of saying pick a point, it's like, eh, you got to tell me what I need. Nah, this isn't make up my own kind of crap. So that's one of the reasons why I, I like less when it comes to reticle. But I'm getting a lot of really great um, feedback on the the, the zero comp reticles, uh, the, the impact too. And, and I, I think it's a winner, man, for competition and for whatever you're going to do. If you want that kind of Christmas tree reticle, it's there. It's got a great little tiny floating dot. Got good illumination. Like I said, it's smart alum, red and green. There's controls. It's got switches in the battery box. Okay, unscrew the battery case. You got a red and green switch if you want to change colors. You, I think it's a high and low. I'm not quite sure what the other button is. I didn't look in the manual yet because it's illumination. You know, I, one day, what am I? I can't do everything in one day. But um, the finish, I like the finish. I like the feel. If you guys saw this at SHOT Show last year, we crowed the shit out of it last year. But it was prototypes, right? It was something he had to have a booth and he's going to be there this year and the whole thing, yada, yada, yada. So it, it's got, they knocked down the edges really nice. So it's got a great look to it and it's not sharp, it's rounded. They did a really good job of knocking it down. I thought somebody said something about kind of spongy turrets. I don't know who that guy is. So yeah, you may get some conflicting reviews. I thought the turrets and the controls were frigging outstanding. And, and I'm going to explain this from the front to the back. One, the, the ocular adjustment. 
I like it. I like the way it locks. I like the way it moves. So I'm good with the way you, you focus that reticle, ocular adjustment, it locks in place, done deal, don't have to sweat it. Now we come up to the magnification ring, 5 to 27. It's smooth. There's no high and low spots. Nothing, it's a pet peeve of mine that I don't mention a lot, but it drives me friggin' nuts is when the magnification ring is like easy, hard, hard, easy, easy, hard, hard, high spot, low spot, high spot, low spot, and you're going around and it's like, what the hell, man? It's like, why can't it be smooth? Why can't it be consistent all the way through? I want it to be that way. And when the zero compromise scope, it's smooth. Like I said, locking turrets, I thought the turrets worked well. Same thing with the parallax. Parallax is smooth. 25 yards to infinity. I was in here on the phone with Jeff and we were talking parallax. I dropped, ooh, I just hit my head. I dropped um, the power down to 12 power and I was focusing in the room right here. You know what I mean? I had it focused like not even five yards across the room and I can see everything what's going on. You lower your power, then you could start focusing stuff in close. You could see. Okay, you don't have to be on 27 power all the time. If you lower that power, the magnification down, parallax becomes more forgiving and you can focus in on smaller targets. You know what I mean? Or closer targets, I guess is a better way of putting that. You can focus in on the closer targets and actually see them. So it's something you go out and play with. Go in, find something close to focus on. Give it. Give yourself 10 yards, okay? 10 yards. And then... Lower the power as you kind of have that parallax all the way down at the bottom. Lower the power, lower the power till you could see. Then you could figure out, well, hey, I could see that and it's only 10 yards away. Do you really need 27 power at 10 yards? No. As long as you can kind of see the target. I mean, if the target's a quarter inch dot, you may run into an issue, but it's probably not. I mean, it could be. Who knows? But anyway, uh, good parallax adjustment, good illumination. It's got the night, little like quarter turn on the night. Then a full turn on the day, all good stuff. Like I said, it's smart loom. You really got to have to look at it. There's degrees and angles and tilts that if you put the rifle in these various positions, will shut the illumination off, okay? Uh, it's all new modern stuff, AIs within the, the, the settings, and it's got little accelerometers, and it knows the orientation. And it's just a way to know, hey, I picked up my rifle. I'm carrying it on my side now. Shut the illumination off, dude. He's not using it like a rifle. He's carrying it. That's smart, right? Good stuff right there. So uh, definitely high fives to that. It it was it was a, a great way of doing it. Zeroing it, like I said, piece of cake, real simplistic, a lot of little attention to detail, okay? Markings on the caps to where your screws are. Two screws, loosen them up. All you do is just dot. Here's, it, this is the best thing, man. It's so simple. So I got a zero. Shoot my little group. Okay, I'm over here. Just dial to it. Boom. I need, okay, one and a half mils this way, 0.7 up that way. Dial one and a half, 0.7. Loosen the two screws. Spin it back to zero. Tighten the two screws. You're done. There's no learning curve. Okay, it's not like, oh, how do I do that? I don't remember. To this day, I mean, and it's not a really big bag, but it's like, uh, I, I've done it probably two dozen times, if not more. Of, on my own scope, like the Gen 1 Razor, I still don't remember how to zero a Gen 1 Razor because there's two caps and two this and multiple undo that, do this, do that. Now the L turrets, the LTAC turrets on like a Vortex are easy. Now just loosen the screws, do the inside. Problem is very few people do that. Most will do like I'm talking 
And then they have to go back and re-zero, and it's like, oh, now you got to try to redo it with the smooth and get and use the reference mark. Yeah, see what you did there? Where the vortex is desirable because it's smooth and you can you don't need clicks and you can go fine-tune it, but you got to do it that way. So I like the simplicity. You know what I mean? I, I like that it's, it's like a no frills, but it's all there. And, and the zero compromise just kicks ass. Definitely cruise over and go check that out. I think you guys are really going to dig it. Um, total home run for those guys right out of the gate. I think they did a great job. It was worth the wait. Okay. Definitely, definitely, definitely worth the wait for this stuff. Uh, no drama there whatsoever. So, Congrats to the Zero Compromise, guys. I look forward to seeing you at SHOT Show, and we'll be talking soon with that. All right, so over uh, to the form. I, I got a little bit of house cleaning stuff I got to do, man. It, it, it got, man, we're get, we're, sign-ups are huge. I mean, I'm coming in, and there's like 25, 30 sign-ups at, you know, every four hours. It's getting crazy because, you know, the Facebook stuff's going down. All the other drama shit's going down. Sniper's Hide is, like, growing again. I'm, I'm just about six terabytes of friggin' data. When we went to Scout, we were, like, four, seven, four, eight terabytes of data. Now we're six, okay? So we've recovered and gone beyond. I mean, it's big. I actually got to look at this year. I'm, I'm guys with the homepage and shit. I, I hate it. They fucking dogged me so bad. Uh, it really pissed me off with that homepage. But what are you gonna do? Uh, I, I, I'm gonna replace it. So anyway, um, yeah. If you sign up, we manually or uh, approve your account because of hackers, scammers, proxies accounts. So there's that. So guys will sign up and immediately go, hey, start emailing. Why doesn't this work? What? Do, we didn't approve you yet. So you got to make sure your account's been approved before other functions will happen. The other thing is the for sale section, man. I, I, when I get back from shot, I'm blasting out an email. A lot of guys trying to play fast and loose because we got such a big, robust for sale section. I'm not a for sale site, okay? Contributing members... 100 posts, you can sell. If you don't want to do 100 posts and you're just there to sell your shit, you pay 33 bucks, okay? Big, whatever. I mean, it's not a percentage. All you're doing is upgrading your account. We're not taking percentage of your sale. We're not doing anything silly, right? It's a one time if you want to pay. You don't have to pay. You could post. But if you're going to try to do, a, a, you know, cool, 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 cool 100 times, Yay, no, don't like it. Oh, that's great. You know, one word post for 100 and we see it. Guys will race through. They'll do, you know, 20, 30 and we'll, 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 we'll zap you. We'll knock you down for a month. You know, won't let you back on. Don't do that. Be a contributing member. Okay, there's a lot of really good information. There's a lot of good stuff. But like some guy, you know, learned a lesson, man. We're going to start cutting, you know, clamping down on some of you guys. Guy comes in, he's going to sell a Magpul friggin' thing, uh, AR system. I got one here, uh, one of those tricked-out Magpul AR-15s. I even got the suppressor and the whole thing with the DVD, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, I want to sell it for this. And somebody's like, hey, man, that's pretty cheap. And everybody's like, I want it, I want it. Well, then he starts playing this bidding war. Did you say I want it first? That guy's going to give me more money. And, and now he starts playing fast and loose, and people are like, all the rules and what is he doing? It's vague. Well, it's not vague. If you start playing a bidding war, you're out. This isn't gun broker, man. This isn't an auction site. Fuck off, you know? 
But then it, it's like, well, he invited, well, then we're going to ban all of you. You know what I mean? If you screw up that way, you're going to get banned. If you're playing games and you're, and you're stomping on somebody's, somebody says, hey, I got this thing for sale. And you come on and go, whoa, what the fuck? You want that much money for this thing? This thing's no good. You're going to get banned for crapping on his for sale thread. Shut your mouth. If you don't like it, don't buy it. But as busy as it gets, man, and it's crazy busy, we're going to have to start kind of bringing in um, another moderator maybe and, and stomping you down, and you're going to you're gonna get reined in in the for sale section if you're not paying attention. You know what I mean? Because it, this isn't a game, you know. We like the way our for sale section goes. If you're going to come in and try to ruin it because you want to get your sale, you know, the best money you can get for your garbage – well, man, out. We don't need you. There'll be a freaking 30 guys behind you. Trust me. Okay, if I ban you now or if you start complaining and you start, you know, it's like, dude, you'll be forgotten in, in an hour. There'll, there'll be that many more people behind you. So don't, you know, don't kind of put, don't force me to be the bad guy because I will. Is I guess the bottom line to all of this stuff. So there's my little, um, hey, man, pay attention to what you're doing on the, um, on the site, uh, on Sniper side, tons of great information. Guys are using that reloading uh, section. It's moving along. I, I, if you want to learn, you know how to reload to get some reload. Go ask questions. You got to I get a lot of guys that register up and then ask me a private question. Somebody just came on yesterday and was like, "I don't want to." It was a, it was a tame question. I don't want to start no drama and confusion and blah blah blah. And you know, I'm gonna ask you in private. It's like, why? There's only drama if you're a dumbass and you ask a really stupid question. But this wasn't. It was a normal, everyday thing. I don't even remember what it was. It was something like, you know, pedestrian. It was It was like, really? You could ask that to a million people and you'll get something. Ask the question, you know. Don't come directly to me to, to, to answer your favorite color when you could post it. If you're coming on to find out or to learn... Yeah, I get you want to go to the source on some stuff, but at the same time, it's like, hey, Frank, what's my favorite color, man? You know, I don't know. What day is it? Oh, it's Friday, so it's red. You know, if it's Monday, it's blue. Blue Monday, you know, so that kind of stuff. I don't know, but it, it, it drives me a little bit nuts going on, but I'm definitely happy with, you know, where we are, what's going on in, in the direction it's going, and, and it must be working because of so many people that are reaching out pre-shot. I mean, I, I like I said, I, I've, I've actually turned a few people down that weren't in our space. There was some guys, oh, like sent me like four emails, and and it was like an inventory, weapon inventory, and system management where you put an insert into the AR grip and it like counts your rounds. You know, how many shots did you fire today? And you pull it out and link it from Bluetooth and it'll say, today I shot 25 rounds. And it's like, okay, yeah, I'm not coming to see you at shot unless I happen to walk by and notice the name. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to block out half hour or an hour of my day to go see, you know, a, a Bluetooth round count for your AR. It, it, you know, you get a lot of that kind of stuff like, oh, come check out my widget. Uh, like you know cool widget you want a thing that email inside arms canadian guys right went up did the class form going to be doing a class for the canadians in september back in that uh, um same area go go get with andy and, and harley at insight we're going to be doing september class for them well um 
they came out with a for their Heathen Break, and I'm a huge Heathen Break fan. What they did is they created a stainless steel insert for caliber that you could switch out. So now you have the break and then you have an insert because people want caliber specific. And now they can control it and make it easier. And really it's not, you know, they're saying that it's working out great for them because they can make the inserts and just do one kind of break on the machine. The insert's a lot easier to do. You, you get a tool with it, screw it in, take it out. You could swap it out. So if you're going to use that, that user-timed break on more than one rifle, you could swap the break out. How, how smart is that? See, that's the kind of innovation stuff I like. Guys are thinking outside the box. They're thinking how to make it more precise, a little bit more accurate. Breaks matter, man. Breaks can mess stuff up. You talk with David Tubb, right? We listen to the, I mean, Tubb's one of the, uh, the best listened to podcasts that we did. He talks about different points of the where that break is has a bearing on accuracy. Where that break is and how that, you know, how that design works has a bearing on accuracy. You're 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 throwing, you know, you got turbulence coming out. The bullet's got to pass through the turbulence. Well, the break is trying to move some of that out of the way, but at the same time it could hurt and it creates that, you know, disruptive turbulence which then throws the bullet off. So now we got guys making precision inserts for the break. Shrewd. Okay? Another one. High five, guys. Like precision inserts for the break. You got to agree, man. It, so I'm going to see the insight guys that shot. That's something I will go out of my way to look at. You know, things like that. That's where you want, you know, like I said, if it's some, hey, I got piece of this, a piece of that. Uh, okay. Oh, you know, I'm, we're not going to do the leather carrying strap for your rifle handle. We don't need a suitcase handle so everybody can carry their gun like a suitcase and flag everybody in the competition because that's what's going to happen. You know, you got the LaRue leather suitcase thing and it's like, you know, yeah, so I can flag everybody and do my thing. Yay. You know, we tell people in our matches and stuff, don't carry your rifle like a suitcase around everybody. You know, do I pick it up by my scope? I do all the time when I'm by myself, but I don't carry it like a scoot case. I may pick it up, get it in my hand and then muzzle down it, but I'm not picking it up by the scope, turning around and flagging everybody. That's like a total no-go, man. That's like, you know, fucking ghost shit, man. Fuck that stuff. So anyway, that's the kind of stuff going on. I Mike, I guess, is going today at shot. I'll see those guys tomorrow. We're working the ATAC range. That's the LE military range, Nellis, Sin City, where they shoot their comp. I'll be at the ATAC range with Mile High all day Monday, Monday. So when you're listening to this, probably, if you're going to be around the area shot, that's where you find me. We usually hang in that Venetian Circle Bar, Mirage area. Um, Mile High people all stay in the Palazzo Mirage, and we do the hospitality room to hide from people upstairs. But then me cutting through to be with Mile High and the Venetian and everything going over to the Mirage, I usually stop at that Circle Bar. So if you're looking for me, the white Circle Bar right there and, and going in and out of the main entrance, that's usually the best place to find me. And I'm kind of hard to miss. Just look down. And you'll see me. So uh, looking forward to all that. Uh, if I don't remember your name or anything like that, guys, that shot, I apologize. I'm terrible with names. Faces I'm cool. Names I'm terrible with. Um, it's, it's, it's all part of it. So anyway, if I do mess it up, don't put me on the spot with your name. And if you ask me, I'd be like, I don't remember, dude. You know, that kind of cool stuff. But I'll see Mike and them guys tomorrow. 
uh, getting spun up and getting ready for that. And then Monday, the ATAC range. And then Tuesday, the show starts. And so I'll be running around like a madman getting ready to release the APO stuff. They just sent me the final package. We're looking for February 28th. We'll start deliveries on APOs and I'm going to do a full-blown official deal. All the engraving will be done. Everything will be ready and they'll start hitting the street around the 28th of February. 1995 for the folder model and everything. I talked to him, Trigger Tech Upgrade. This is a turnkey rifle and we're calling it the Sniper's High Training Rifle because from the training aspect, we're recommending it. It'll do everything. The guys actually shot the exact same rifle at Mammoth. Um, I'm going to mess his name up. I want to say it's George, but he, he's texted me and I've talked to him. He carried it. He loved it. He used it at the Mammoth uh, challenge there. I, he might have, I don't remember who he shot with, but uh, anyway, he had the APO, the exact rifle we're using, and, and it was kind of by design that they hooked him up. He's a writer for another magazine back east. Like I said, I'm messing it all up and I apologize. It's been, he kind of hit me up in between all the, the latest drama within the last couple months, but I know he emailed or texted me the other day and said, hey, you're doing this and that, and I shot it, and I loved it, and I said, dude, we're going to get a testimonial from you, so there's history there, there's the ability to kind of look at this rifle and what it can do, and it's based off of Remington, it's got that extra layer of QC, that's just from a simplicity standpoint, because you're, honestly, once you, when you know you got a good one, and everything's going well, you can go in a lot of directions with a Remington, it's the Chevy 350 of, of actions, right, it's got good resale value. They don't tank. And, and if you if you, you know what I mean, and especially the way this package is put together, sub two, it's 1995, man, for a 6.5 Creed in an Ashbury chassis, M-Lock 4 and free floating, trigger tech trigger, threaded, folding stock with the, with the adjustability in it. It's a bargain, man. And, and, and we really worked hard to keep that price point for you guys. When you think about it, you can get an Ashbury chassis and max it out and spend $2,500 for just the chassis. You can upgrade to those parts if you wanted to. But what it is is we, we, we reduced it down to the bare minimum. And get this, and Morris and Matthew really worked hard to have that for you. So make sure you guys um, go buy Ashbury at, at the... Uh, the show. I'm going to be there, talk to them. We'll do a little cast with them. I, I got a couple requests for podcasts. I'm going to try to knock out as many as I can. I got my laugh kit and my phone, and I'm just going to try to bust out little short ones that I can then edit in and drop as we're going along so you can listen to the people and me talking to them at SHOT Show as best I can. And and I threw a quick note out to Jacob. I'm going to try to do a rifles only one with them uh, and do a podcast with Jake up there. Cause I really think you guys should hear from him. He's, he's the grandfather of this stuff, man. He started so much, uh, you know, it, down there, uh, in, in South Texas, it's, it's, you'd be amazed at how much really came out of that one place and just expanding and how other people, you know, kind of rewrote history a little bit, but a lot came out of there. I mean, from the recoil management, 90-degree trigger finger, straight back behind the rifle, all these different things that people take for granted today were started down there. You know what I mean? It was, it was, uh, it it became consistent. It became a teaching moment, a lot of these things. So, all righty. Speaking of training, 
we we put out the mile high schedule, everything on Sniper's Hide in the Everyday Sniper podcast section. There's a training dates and times. Um, we've reached out to people who were on waiting lists and who didn't get in last year. They they maintained the list. Uh, I think we got almost 20-something signups in the first day that Mike just reached out to the waiting list people. You, it's going to be up on the new website, Mile High Outdoor. They had to change the name, and, and they redid the training. It's not a detachment anymore. It's not Mile High Detachment. It's Mile High Outdoors. I got a logo getting done. It's crappy, but it'll work. Um, get us knocked out. And so you can call Mile High, talk to Jamie or Mike. Mike's been fielding a ton of these calls. Granted, SHOT Show this week. But put it on your calendar to call next week after SHOT Show. Mike or Jamie, the calendar is up. I got classes every month from March until October. September is a little gray right now. I'm trying to do something different for September. But I know we already got a, a pretty good number of signups just that one day that Mike called people. Okay, people are, are, are hot. Alaska is 100% full. Mile high is your option right now. You want to do a class with me. You, you got to come here to Colorado. You got a mile high. The range is ready to go. Like the March one is a two-day class. It's a wind class, man, because we know March is going to be windy. It's windy every time we go out. So we're going to do like a wind focus class on, in March for two days, Saturday and Sunday. Make it easy for guys. A little less money, $750, you know, save a few bucks. But, you know, we'll do a fundamental rehash then we'll go and make sure you're spun up on the wind, and then we'll focus on wind because we know it's going to be there. And then we'll go into the three-day basic and do the everything classes. And then I want to try to get an ELR thing because we just have a great ability to do ELR stuff for you Magnum guys. We'll do a Magnum class, take you out to pass two grand, that kind of stuff. So if you're if you're in an area and you can't shoot far, get a hold of us. If we have enough interest for that class, I'll fire that right up. And, and, and again, it's going to go through the, the, the point uh, uh, The point man on this is Mike and Jamie at Mile High. I had people reaching out to me when I said, hey, here's some dates. And they're like, Frank, save the date for me. I'm like, yeah, man, that ain't me. I, I'm not the guy that keeps the, the books like that. Uh, you know, you got to go to Jamie and Mike and they'll take care of you that way. So if you want to um, find out the dates, the dates are on the Sniper's Hide forum in the Everyday Sniper podcast section, I'll do an official kind of launch and what's going on and tell everybody where you could find it. But we haven't done it yet. It's just so much being back home, coming back here, jumping right in the shot. Got to do that. Work the days. It, it's it's. I kind of got to get five minutes for my brain to, to uh, refocus on what's going on. So definitely take a look at that. Take a look at the training schedule. If you want to do a class with us, if you want to learn the win, you want to do the different stuff, we're on the calendar and we're ready to go. All righty. All right. Anything else? Put them in the comments, man. Podbean app. Go over there and put them in the comments. If you're one of the guys on iTunes, I don't think that I haven't looked on iTunes. Is there even a comment section there? I don't think there is. Uh, I don't even look. I, Mike checks out the stats and knows what's going on. I don't pay much attention to that. I just come out and do my thing, and it is what it is. It either works or it don't. Yeah, I'm excited when I see big numbers or when Mike lets me know and says, hey, man, so many, they like this, and they did that, and they peaked here. You know, he reads that kind of stuff. Um, you know, he's a tea leaf guy. I'm not. I'm just like drink the tea, and, you know, it, it either tastes good or it don't. So that that kind of thing for me. So, 
I got that covered. What else I got? I, I thought there was one other thing. I got zero comp. Got the Kadex. Like I said, I really like that rifle. That rifle just looks sexy to me. And that sniper gray is such a cool color. Um, then uh, it's like the blue gray. Then we did that. We did that. We got talked about the APO gun coming up. Well, that's pretty much it, man. I think I think we got us covered for today. So I'm going to be with Mike in Mile High, and we'll try to knock something out together for that. And then I'll talk to a bunch of people at SHOT Show. Uh, I will try to check in with the Podbean app come Monday. And so if you between now that you're listening and Monday, if you put something in the Podbean app that you want me to look at and it's worth the damn Drop it in the app and let me know and say, hey, Frank, go look at this. Go look at that. Or come on to the, the forum and say, you know, go check that out and, and we'll do it. You know, how it always works at SHOT Show, you're moving around the block, you're moving around the block, you're moving around the block. Somebody will say, hey, did you see what so-and-so's got? It's like, no, what's he got? And it's like, oh, go over to there, go over by this guy, go down here and you'll check it out. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. So then, you you know, that becomes the new buzz of somebody who was either off the radar, not paying attention, or didn't really want to promote it ahead of time. You know, that was the thing with the, the zero compromise because they're coming out of the gate, shot new products, they're hitting the street. You can buy them. Mile High's advertising them. CS Tactical's advertising them. You can order those scopes. They wanted a little bit of buzz before the show, which is why I run to the range and I get to go shoot stuff and have fun with toys so you guys can see it. And put it in context. There's some really good through the scope pictures. It's crispy clear, man. The friggin' resolution on that zero compromise is insanely good. And yes, it's on par with every any scope you mention. What? Oh, who is it? Yes, it's the same. It's better. You know, whatever case you want. I, I, oh, what scope? Yeah, that one too. Yep, it, 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 it's it's right there. Better or worse, you pick out. Is it comparable? Absolutely. Does it compete right alongside of? Yes, it does. That's all you're going to get from me. I'm not going to be going and saying, Brand A is ah, Brand B is better. I'm not going to Pepsi challenge it. That's your job. If I Pepsi challenge it, it just pisses people off. It's like, Frank said, bah! And it's like, you know, then I go to SHOT Show and I'll get, Oh, why did you compare us to that? And why did you do that? It's like, oh, sorry, dude. It's what I had there. You know, and ah, that's kind of why I did the Heinzolt and I brought the Heinzolt alongside of it because there ain't nobody there to piss off. They're not around. They don't care about us and sell anything. So you're never going to piss them off. Plus, it's a $6,000 scope. You know, who's buying those here? Nobody. There's like maybe 10 people with them, you, you know, if that. And, and uh, so you don't piss nobody off. But if you go around and say, oh, look at night for it's like I got a relationship with those guys, man. Why am I going to piss them off? Because. Don't ask me for side-by-side comparisons that way. That's for the other guys to do. I'm giving you some bullet-pointed facts on my review. And it's not even really a review. It was a first look. I track tested. Yep. I put my targets up. I did the whole thing. I did a complete tracking test. I filmed it. You could see it. You know, then I shot it. That uh, I did it like you'll do it. How does it feel? How does it work? What are the, what are the A, B, C, D features, not the subjective stuff? Looking through a scope is subjective. How does it look? Well, did you adjust the ocular and set it up? Did you do the parallax correct for you in the range? Or, you know, where's the elevation? Because that thing's got 35 mils of elevation. If you're not cranked in the middle, you're going to degradate that, sh- that sight picture. You could show that. You can put the GoPros or the phone scopes or whatever the case has to be on behind one of these things and crank your uh, elevation. 
you'll see shadowing start to come up. You'll see the picture get dimmer. You got to center all that stuff up when you're comparing, right? You got to be on a power that's pretty darn similar. Those mag rings aren't 100% perfect. You, you know, that's one of those things. It's like, well, I'm on 20. This one's on 20. What if that one's like 20 and a half and this one's 19 and a half? The 20 and a half is going to look better because it's in your face. You got to try to line them up to make sure it looks right and then report. Don't, you know, it's all opinion. But at the same time, you don't want to be some political hack and, oh, he's going to jail. You know, it's like, oh, okay, we know where you stand. Me, I, you know, if the thing friggin' tanked, I'd be keeping my mouth shut. If it looked like crap, I'd be like, eh, Jeff, you might want to go back to the, I mean, he asks, he, he's like, dude, give me your honest feedback. It was, yeah, one day, but here's my feedback. I like it. And, and I think you nailed a home run for first one out of the gate. And you said you were going to do a zero compromise. It's in line with the prototypes. I've seen prototypes that were fantastic and then the production ones like wah, wah, wah because they go and OEM it. Well, this isn't OEM'd. You know what I mean? This is not something being made by that. It's their spec. They, you know what I mean? So anyway. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper. Don't forget to go in and comment or go on Sniper's Hide forums. Give my guys a little bit of a break, man, in this next week. Don't don't be trying to you – know, I get it. You want to sell your stuff, dude. Do it right. Please, please, please do it right. We, we don't, we, we don't want to ban you, but we will ban you, and we got no issue banning you. So, all righty, guys. Thank you for listening. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper. I'm heading a shot tomorrow, and we'll be talking to you from Vegas. Vegas.